music right it's, it's interesting just, music's so interesting man it's just like it's so hard to separate the artist from the person because most of the time the best music is always the personal music yeah exactly that music and, was full of emotion right that's what made it so successful and that's why you said you feel like it was fueled by you know the possibility of the accusations and stuff but yeah yeah man whatever man yeah kanye i hated back in the day though i remember hating kanye hating like justin timberlake you know like, i got respect for you hated guys, justin timberlake too oh i hated him when i was why up, man i just thought he was like this pansy ass oh, dude i, I just couldn't man. stand him he's whiny pansy yo he was a musician though man he was good they all i listened to back then when i was like 10 years old was like billy town like some 41 like a park like justin timberlake's like the antithesis of that music you how know? about jt now though yeah, I got respect for it now. It's yeah. catchy song, man. Yo, Mirrors is like one of mine and Hannah's songs. Wow. Doesn't get dude. played very often, but like that wow. song reminds me of her a lot. Is it on the wedding playlist? I don't think it is, actually. It should be. So you forgave JT, and now I think you're about to forgive Brad Marchant. Oh, no. No. Silky and filthy, where we talk a lot of hockey. And a whole lot of bullshit. Gives it away. Horvath centers. Patterson scores! Politely. Why would I be polite with you? Are you kidding me? Save the logo! guys, five minutes each for fighting! Never look yourself in the mirror, huh? You're always good. You never make the mistakes. Yeah, you know, they're a good team. They're a good team. They're a good team. They play hard. Obviously, they're a good team. They have a lot of good players. You're about to listen. To some puck talking bullshit. Welcome to another episode of Silky and Filthy with your host, Trevor Beggs. Kyle, speaking of touchy subjects, yeah, what? Silky and Filthy, sometimes we like to touch on touchy subjects. Oh, man. So I was about to take a piss before the episode and I said, Kyle, be right back. I got to drain the lizard. And you had a weird reaction to it. Yeah. What Did, the hell is that? What do you mean? Like, what? Do you not have good slangs for taking a piss? I just don't call my dick a lizard. Why not, man? <laughs> That's weird. It don't bite. I don't know. What the, what the? Come on, man. I just, I just never heard that saying before. You, you said the whole biscuit thing too, man. You're, you're wild, man. You're wild. You you're never wild. say when you're taking the piss, you gotta un, you gotta unravel the garden hose. The garden, the garden hose makes more sense than the liz, the, the lizard. What do you mean? Drain the lizard. That doesn't not. That doesn't even make any sense. Well, Who liz- drains the lizard? Lizards are long and lanky, man. Oh man. Oh god. <laughs> it's weird, man. man. I, I even looked it up because I was kind of curious after you said that. Yeah. But this is one weird one with lizard. It's called bleeding the lizard. Well, why are you talking about bleeding? Like that's taking it to another level, man. But no, Who that, thinks of this that, shit? that makes a little bit more sense. Really? Because you can't really drain a lizard, but you can make a lizard bleed and add some dripping. Like, why are we doing this, man? Silky and filthy baby. I- <laughs> I, I kind of like that too, you know? Silky and filthy baby. Silky and filthy baby. There you hey, go, man. right? We're both charming individuals in person, not so much in this podcast. I, don't yeah, think, we're, not really. I, I think if you listen to this podcast and you've never met us, we don't sound very charming at all. But We don't know. even sound smart. I've seen Kyle turn it on in person. I'm not, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not smart. That's a fact. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go with that. I mean, do we get into it now? I mean, I, I went 0 for 4 in round 2. 0 for 4! I have to quit! That's how we're I'm starting this. Trevor Beggs, Kyle Bowen. Silky and filthy. We're, we're a puck talking bullshit podcast and we're supposed to be good at talking hockey and this dude's face is on the cover and he went 0 for 4 in the second round after going 2 for, 2 for 8 in the first round so he's 2 for 12 in this whole series of playoff games you know this is absolutely sad this is your rookie year into well it's not a rookie it's not a rookie year into into the whole 
the whole picture. We've been doing this for quite some time, but now, now since we're doing Silky and Filthy with SB Nation, you, you deserve to to be kicked off this podcast. And you, you got to question everything in your life right now, man. Why are you doing hockey podcasts? Why are you doing hockey podcasts? Why are you doing hockey writing? Get out of here. I mean, yeah, it's it's a love of the game, but after going 0 4, like my perspectives change. Look Two for twelve. I, I'm cracking the beers in this episode, man. I'm pissed yeah. off. I'm pissed off at myself. You know what? I was hoping at least one of those teams in the West was gonna sneak out of there, man. And Dude. you know, part of it, I was fueled to just go against every team you picked, man. I was like, Kyle, man, one for eight in round one. The only team got red is an eight seed. I'm like, yeah. I know I went two for eight, but I was like, I just gotta go against this guy. I'm going against everything he says in round two. I'm gonna make the argument. And you know, bloop in my face because you you aced it four for four. So four for four, ladies, gentlemen. I went four for four after going one for eight. I know how to rebound. I really know how to rebound. And let that be a lesson for anyone listening. Don't ever give up. Four for four, perfect. Trevor begs zero for four. He should quit. I'm telling you. What's your what's your second favorite thing in the world besides hockey? My wife. Okay, no, no. Come on, back. <laughs> okay. A traveling man for sure. Traveling. Yeah. So maybe you should start one. doing a travel blog. You should be. Yeah, the that's cr- like every journalist. That's every journalist who graduates from university. Man. What? Really? Oh, dude. Every journalist wants to be a travel journalist, man. That's the way it goes. There oh, isn't a travel journalist. journalist. That's different. Yeah, come on, man. Blogger. Yeah. You know, I've been traveling, and, and I, I thought I would do in the blog thing, but I was more of like a write it down in the journal guy. Like I, it's not something I cared about to like pronounce to the world. You know, I don't know. I just wasn't dedicated into uh, you know let's, let's make money off this like i just want to be able to doing things rather than spending a couple hours a day in front Whoa. of a computer i was kind Whoa, of yeah. traveling i'm just trying to give you options because it's okay you, man I'm, I'm stuck doing this man so I, be, I, I, be, I better hope <laughs> no i said i'm stuck get out of here no, man i say Come i'm on. saying i'm saying trevor sucks give me another beer trevor sucks man oh okay you know what i made a lot of risky picks in round two you look at round one it was all upsets yeah. honestly man i got no idea what's gonna happen in these playoffs round Nobody two knows. I want all wild cards and the Islanders, which again, you know what? That was the one pick I felt the worst about was the Islanders in Carolina. We had Dan Sercini, or Dan Saracini, is Saracini. how you pronounce it. Yeah, remember Saracini. Okay, we gotta apologize for that. Okay, so no, but no, okay, no. I, I, did you listen to the interview though? Saracini is the Italian way. Saracini is how you and I would say it. But I like Saracini better. Sorry, Dan. Are we not allowed to say it the Italian way? We can. Why not? So we didn't say it wrong. No, we said it fine. We may have said it wrong. We may have said it right. But shout out to Dan. But again, we, we had we had him on that day uh, right before, we, well, the episode of the round two previews. And I was like, you know what? Maybe the Allen's going to do this, man. Maybe they're going to pull it off. But you no, know, Brock Brock Nelson screwed himself when he when he dummied uh, McElhaney there with a the little head tap. Like, yeah. come on, man. That's, that was a series done right there. But it, it was, honestly, it was not the most exciting series. There were some grinding games in that series, man. It wasn't, it wasn't the best hockey, but I am fully on the Carolina bandwagon right now. I'll tell you, though, one of my biggest surprises of round two out of all the teams I got wrong, the one I believed in the most was the Columbus Blue Jackets. I thought they had a deeper team than the Bruins. I thought it was going to come down to goaltending. I thought the defense was pretty even. I thought Columbus actually had the edge on defense as well. You know, they're up 2-1, and then the series kind of turned when Brad Marchand you know, punched Scott Harrington in the head. Like, that was that was bad, man. That was bad. That was it right there. Brad Marchand became a polarizing figure in a playoff series in, in a short amount of time. And maybe we should, maybe we should talk about Brad Marchand before we get into the whole conference final recap and, and briefly uh, summarizing the the second round. Because I do feel like Brad Marchand is going to take over the rest of the playoffs. 
I really do. Boston. They got to face Carolina. And maybe this is not giving giving enough credit to Carolina. I'm, ha I'm having a tough time saying they can do it again. Partially because it seems impossible. And also because they're facing the Boston Bruins. We talk about experience. They got it. They got it. The Boston Bruins can win the Stanley Cup again. Brad Marchand. Who's to say he can't win the Conn Smythe? Brad Marchand. Yo, if he continues this, this guy's a Hall of Famer, man. Wow, you're going on the Hall of Fame train, eh? Look, just jumping right on, man. Unbelievable. Jumping right on. Is that for clickbait? I don't know. Could be, man. Could be. I don't know. But I'll say this about Brad Marchand. I know Canucks fans want to shield this from their memory, but Brad Marchand's coming out party was the 2011 playoffs. He was a rookie that year. Yes. 11 goals. What was it? Five goals against the Canucks. You know, speed banging Daniel. Ah. I know these are tough memories. Ah. It hurts, man. Ah. Hey, no, man. stop it, man. I'm a, you have to feel... I, I went 0-4, man. You bro, must feel my pain. I actually had flashbacks, like deep flashbacks from the first time I remembered where he scored that goal. Did he score, did he score the first goal? He, no, he I scored think the it, first goal in Game 7. I finally just had a had a vision of what happened on that day. We had bro, a breakthrough. I, I'm tripping out. His coming out party was in that playoffs, was against the Canucks. And ever since then, he's been getting better and better and better at playing the game of hockey. Well, it's it's funny that you say that because I think one of the weirdest things about Brad Marchand is he had his breakout in 2016-17. He kind of went through the better part of what, seven seasons there? Let's call it, let's call it six seasons because his first one was uh part-time in the NHL. Six seasons where he was a 50, 60 point player, you know, Which like is great. a great, yeah. He's he was like their Bull Horvat, except obviously a little bit, a little bit feisty, right? I'm uh, sorry, sorry, Canucks fans, no Bull Horvat, Brad Marchand yeah. might piss you off. You know what? I'm in a pissed off mood. I went 0 for 4, so you got to deal with it. Oh, but Brad four. Marchand, man, Pathetic. he had his breakthrough in 2016 17. He went from a 50, 60 point guy, he's been 85 points plus in the last three seasons, hit 100 points this season. Think about that, unbelievable player. Think about that. You know when Brad Marchand, I can't confirm this. I don't know if it was a meaningless game at the end of the year when he hit that 100 point, 100 point mark. He celebrated hard. He wanted that. We just saw his interview with Kyle Bukakis. Bukakis? Kyle Bukaki. Oh, I can't say that. That's <laughs> probably, you probably got to X that out, eh? <laughs> what is that? What is that? Kyle Bukakis. <laughs> oh, 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 you mean what's Bukaki? <laughs> Do I, oh, do I, do I really describe what a Bukaki no, is on man. Silky and no, Filthy? You no, don't want to no, know? No, 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 no. I'm pretty Come sure on. if you no, look hey, up Silky hey. and Filthy on Pornhub, you'll find a Bukaki. Hey. <laughs> and there and there goes our show. Hey, SB Nation, if you're listening to this, <laughs> should we just throw an ad here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll be back with Silky and Filthy. <laughs> well, I can tell you this episode was not brought to you by Sockies and Bukakis. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy. Those do not go together, man. Oh, man. Trevor's feeling a bit rebellious on this episode. You know, he's getting married next week, and I just, I'm feeling, oh, I get it. Last day of work. This is my last day at work. That's true. I'm Vacation off to after May long weekend, Vacation man. mode. It's true. Can you describe for the listeners how your day felt at work? Did it feel like it was going slow? Did it, was it going fast? You know, this happens when you're, when it's your last day. Yeah, I was buzzing, man. I felt like it was going fast. You know, I, I actually had a bit of a frustrating afternoon, not going to lie. I... It happens to all of us at least once. You're working on something. 
it should be saving. I, I had this thing where I was working with the template, so it had to be on Word, not Google Drive. I lost the file I was working on for two hours. It was a bit of a shitty afternoon. But you know what, man? You, you, you get through it. It's the fucking last day I'm about to get married. On my way here, I was just, you know, I just got, I got happier and happier on my way to the studio, man. Talking hockey, drinking beers. I thought I was going to go at least one for four. I thought Colorado might pull it off. I went 0 for four. I got brought back down a bit. But you know, here I am, man. Talking hockey. Still getting filthy. You went 0 for four. Absolutely horrible. You talked about having a frustrating day. How about this for a little segue? I think people are frustrated with how good Brad Marchand is. It's hard to watch this guy be good, yes, at the game of hockey. It's fucking hard. It's hard. And it was hard for me at first. Like You just talked about his last couple years putting up 85 points or more. In those years prior, you could see that this guy had a lot of skill. He was doing a lot of great things with Bergeron. Setting up great plays and scoring absolute beauties. And now in the last couple years, he's becoming an, an elite player in the league on the offensive side of things. He just put up 100 points. This is pissing off the whole league. And that, and this is this is still Brad Marchand. He's still, he's still, he's still a little rat. He's annoying everyone. What, what a series against Columbus. He got away with two things, breaking a stick with his skate. Not, not a big deal at all. It's just hockey. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of bullshit happening right before just the face podcast. Yeah. We also had him punch Harrington in the head like that, which I thought warranted at least a, a, a find or something. You got to get this guy a fine. Yeah, I think, I, honestly, I think with the amount of times that he's been yes. suspended, I think that's a suspension for a game, personally. I know guys yes. don't like it, or like, they think it's a precedent that is bad, but it's different, man. It's different nowadays. No head injuries are a big deal. You can't just go around socking guys in the back of the head unprotected. You can't. I, I would suspend guys for being weasels, man. Fuck, give them like three, four games, man. What, one what game one guy. game for the dirty play and two games for being a weasel. He, he Does it surprise you that he continues to do this no i mean it, it does surprise me because i think he's more impactful to his team yeah but he keeps getting away with it man and the bruins are good enough to cover if he's gone for a couple games he's not throwing body checks where he's going to get suspended for he's just teetering the 25 line 40 a... games you know rafi torres but he right he teeters the line in the playoffs every year this guy is so polarizing he's doing it again this year i did call him a hall of famer earlier to bring in this conversation just just looking back at old film and just listening to other hockey guys talking about Marchand and who he's compared to, you can't compare this guy to Matthew Barnaby. You can't compare this guy to, <clears throat> sorry, you can't compare this guy to Sean Avery, Steve Ott. You can't. You can't. Because this guy actually helps you win games. In back-to-back playoffs, we've seen we've seen Tom Wilson be the most hated guy in the league, play a, play a big role. In a Stanley Cup run. Brad Marchand, there's no surprise that he can do it in that capacity as well. Crazy, man. I think a lot of these teams have this player. And if you look at even the Columbus Blue Jackets, and by no means Josh Anderson is Brad Marchand, but he plays that same style. Like Josh Anderson is a crazy player to watch. Like Columbus had some big bodies. Like if you're talking about guys who can agitate, Columbus had those guys too, man. It's part of the reason I was a big believer in them. They had guys that could agitate and score. Yeah, Brad Marchand is better than both those guys combined, but. In numbers, Columbus had more guys like that who were able to, you know, put a bruising on. Dubois is another guy like that too, I'd say. How how much do you think Torts hates Brad Marchand, like coaching against him? Or does he appreciate it? I feel like Torts is a guy who would really appreciate Brad Marchand. A lot of coaches would. For sure. Second question. 
can Matthew Kachuk get to that level too? Yeah. A hundred points is a lot of points. That's Kachuk, a lot of points. I think points. Kachuk can get there. I think Kachuk, skill-wise, might even be a better player than Marshawn. One of the things... Whoa, okay, whoa. I'll, I'll say Come this. On. One of the things that Kachuk, or that Marshawn, I should say, has in this game that's a big strength is his shot. I think the shot is something that... You know, he wasn't shooting the puck as much in his earlier years. He was under under 200 shots most years. Now, he's usually up around 250 shots a season. That's part of the reason he's burying the biscuit so uh, so much more as well. He's he's firing the puck a lot more. It's working for him. Good Kachuk, hand. I see... like Kachuk scores goals like that too, but I feel like Kachuk's almost more of like... You know what Louis Erickson should have been, right? You know, he's, he's the garbage... <laughs> he's a garbage goal guy. He's a garbage goal guy. He can do a lot... He can do a lot too. Got got great hands. Uh, right now, I do I do do know what you're saying. You see Kachuk embracing that role of being that guy in front of the net. And yeah. I think he likes it too. I think later on in his career, though, he's going to be be doing more things with the puck, and and he's already doing that. I mean, no, he's player. a creative player, man. He's believe, almost 80 points this year. I can't believe we 80? just did that. We just we just got so happy talking about Brad Marchand. He's just so different. He's so different. He's You'll say this, man. When we talk about. NHL in the bigger, greater, wider landscape. You know, Brad Marchand, he makes the game interesting. There's not a lot of guys in the NHL who have that fiery personality. Even, yeah, even if you're pissing people off, yeah. you're getting noticed. For the panels, for the podcasts, for, for the memes. Definitely, For man. the little clips. Yeah, Bar Brad Marchand does it. Now, are, are, we, are we endorsing all of his behavior? No, but I think this goes to show you how, how much we do appreciate entertainment in the game. And Brad Marchand does it, and it may annoy it. It may annoy us, but I'm telling you, we're talking about we're, ta we're we continue to still talk about it only because he continues to get better on the ice, and it's becoming such a such a strange narrative. Like, what is what type of player is Brad Marchand? I've never seen a guy like this in, in my in my viewing of the NHL. Yeah, he's insane, man. There's there is no one really like it because he is a smaller player. Like you talked about a guy, Tom Wilson, bigger body, doesn't Crazy. score as much. You know, one guy I thought of when you, I think you mentioned something about, you know, Bobby Clark and, uh, yeah. and, uh, Brad Marchand there, but Marchand, what about Esposito? Esposito's a bigger body, but those are both guys who played for the Bruins, who played with an edge, who scored a shitload of points. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Brad Marchand's getting to that level, man, hitting 80, 85 to That's 100 a points a season. Points. In today's NHL, it's one of the best players in the game. I know Esposito was the very best for his time for a yeah. while. So Marchand's not on that level, but, you know, he's getting that that status right now. Unbelievable I, player. I actually called Brad Marchand a Hall of Famer. People hear this, they're going to be so mad, and uh, who knows? But if he continues this, it's going to be hard, hard to argue. What do you think is going to happen to the loser of that series, the Columbus Blue Jackets? You know, it's they they went all in, right? Yeah. I, I you made fun of me because I said if I was Kekalainen, I wouldn't have done the same. You know, I'm glad they won a round. I think that was unexpected since they were against the Lightning. A huge win for them. And I do think it'll convince GMs to make bolder moves, and that's really what I was hoping for. Just because I wouldn't have done it doesn't mean I'm not happy it happened. Yeah, the Columbus Blue Jackets, whether or not we think that they had a successful season, I don't think it really matters. It's, it's a business. It's a sports business. They're going to cater to their fans and, and take their feedback. And they seem pretty happy with a second-round playoff performance with a second-round playoff home game that turned out to be a win. They, they, seem, they seem to be happy. Which I guess we got to take, but like, how did they really recover from this? The bar's been set low, man. One round. <laughs> Woo! One round. One hey. round, baby. That's all we need. <laughs> how did That's they recover? Crazy. That's a great question because 
I think they got one of the best defensive tandems in the league, but man, you're gonna lose Panarin and Bobrovsky. And maybe Duchesne. Yeah, and probably Duchesne. And not have any picks. Okay, like lay it out for me. Like what's the plan here for Columbus? Like what can they actually do to to make up for possible lost assets and still be a good team next year? Because that's what they're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to be a good team. Losing your number one score, your number one goaltender, and your number one trade deadline acquisition that you gave up the future for. <laughs> Bro, they, Columbus may suck next year, man. I know they have good pieces, but this is a lot to, to work with. And it's an incredibly tough division, too. I mean, they're Washington, Pittsburgh, say what you want about them, but Carolina is the winner of that division this year. You know, the Rangers are only getting better. The Flyers with good old AV in the picture, man. We haven't even talked about that yet. You're right. I think Columbus could struggle. They do have a lot of guys who I think could improve. Oliver Bjorkstrand's a guy I look at. You know, he had 23 goals this year. He can He's going to get better. I do think Josh Anderson could probably surpass the 50-point mark. Uh, Dubois, he's only 20 years old. He had 60 points this yeah, season. He's, he's, a, he's a stud. Though. They got pieces, man. They got the number one center. They got the top defenseman. But you're right. I think it's going to be really tough for Columbus to come close to replicating the success. Maybe I'm wrong, man. You, we saw a team like the Islanders with way less talent yeah. get to the second round this year as well. So... I do think today's NHL is, is pretty close, and I do think that played into the reason that Kikalainen took a jump on, on his decisions at the deadline. So Yeah, and I did hear that Columbus and, and the brass there all agreed to, to go all in this year, so I don't think Yarmo is in trouble, and nor should he. I, I mean, he really did that for, for the people of Columbus. Say what you want. Columbus, they got, they got what, three second-round playoff games. They won one of them. And the bar is low, but they've been waiting for that. And you call them a big market possibility for the NHL in the future. Let, let's hope that a team like Columbus and Tortorella and the gang can can do something. Why not? Why not? You the hockey what? fans deserve it there. You're right. They do deserve it. We saw, you know, practices with 10,000 people. We saw fans standing almost the entire game. You know what? I think the Blue Jackets... Maybe they're even going to hang a banner for winning around. You know, we've seen uh, some bad banners in the NHL. Could you imagine? Maybe we'll go. Here's a maybe the banner for Kiki's balls. Oh. Raise Kiki's balls to the rafters. Oh man, just for that year, right? 2018, yeah. 2019 trade deadline. Put the date on it. Yeah, Raise. Shout out, shout out to Columbus. I, I don't want to confuse people too. Like I'm, I'm talking highly of Columbus as a market, and I also talk very down on Arizona as a market or the Phoenix Coyotes as a market. We haven't heard much about Columbus through those down years being on sale you know we haven't heard a lot about that if if anything i don't really recall columbus being in trouble financially and then, you know what i told you before man is i do think columbus is a sleeping giant a northern u.s state they're crazy about hockey in the they northern states it. you know they deserve it ohio state hockey is pretty big too yeah you know it's rj umberger right rj umberger well you know there's there's a connection there there's a yeah. connection there at the very least ohio's crazy man i do think that you know, the Columbus is good, and Columbus can be a powerhouse for this league. It's a pretty big market. They have all of Ohio, too. They're not competing with Cincinnati or Cleveland or anybody. There's some there's some money there to be made in Columbus, but we'll see. But for now, they will raise <laughs> Just the banner a rafter for, one for winning a round. How about we give a rafter? How about we give a, a banner for each team that battled the playoffs? You know, like a little in memoriam thing, you know? Okay, for, for the Islanders, it would be how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Straight up, new coach, random players, what? Swept the Pittsburgh Penguins, and then you get swept in the second round? 
playing in a different. It was a. It's been a chaotic year there. How it's the been fuck a chaotic year in the NHL in general, yeah. man. Um, but I think the I think the Islanders banner would be. We don't need John Tavares. Oh man, we got farther than Tavares. That's their banner, man. There we go. Colorado, it would be. It would be Nathan McKinnon. Thank you. Or, yeah, or best first line in the NHL. Oh, yeah. Or best first line 2018-19. By a mile. Yeah. And they'll be the best sec. The be they'll be the best first line again next year, probably. That's possible, man. Nathan McKinnon, an absolute beauty. It was really his coming out party. I think he's in that conversation of being alone as the second best player in the league. Shout out to Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, he's done it for two years in a row. I'm kind of curious uh, what's going to happen the next year because there are some other good players on the seals. You know, Kucherov, McDavid, Crosby. He's. I don't think he's quite at number two. Uh, undoubtedly yet but it's an interesting conversation to have how about dallas it would have to do something it would have to do with uh, the owner <laughs> talking all that shit <laughs> oh yeah i don't know uh overcame gym lights bullshit bullshit yeah, yeah. i guess so <laughs> oh man uh who else was eliminated in the second round that was it man that we got we got all four we got all four yeah, I, th man. I think we're missing one no colorado carolina columbus islanders oh. and dallas there you go we got them all, man. I guess it's time to talk about the uh, the conference finals next, but I think we should run Beauty of the Week first. Let's let's run Beauty of the Week Beauty first. Beauty of the Week. Let's go for it, man. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I am beautiful in every single way. Unprofessional, unprecedented, and most recently, unconscionable. All right, this is Beauty of the Week, where we talk about a beauty who had a good week. Makes sense, okay? And, and this week's Beauty of the Week is Patrick Maroon. Nice. Nice choice. And we've we've all heard the interviews. I, not to boast about another podcast on this network. Who really cares, though? Spitting Chicklets. They interviewed Pat Maroon a long time ago. I remember listening to that interview, and he actually brought up, correct me if I'm wrong, I think he brought up like the Canucks signing Beagle and all these people for yeah, this much money. Yeah, he yeah. did. And how he questioned that. And he was wondering why he couldn't get a contract. And he had to wait pretty late into free agency to sign with the team. And I think two teams offered him a deal. One of them being St. Louis. He took lesser money to spend some time at home and play hockey closer to his kid. And for him to score that goal, you could see the, the jubilation. The family, the fans, actors. Good times in St. Louis. And Patrick Maroon. Uh, Elliot Friedman, earlier this month on local radio, he called him a dinosaur. But a good dinosaur. Because now he's a player that's kind of hard to play against. I know, it's it's weird to say that. But there's not a lot of guys with that with that amount of size on him. And Patrick Maroon showed it in that in that goal. Being in front of the net. Got the got the biscuit in the basket. Shout out to Pat Maroon. Chris Kirkpatrick. You can get your ass kicked. Sorry, man. That's, What's that? I felt like that's an Eminem song. But uh -huh. I felt like it was rhyming with what you were saying. Uh -huh. Pat Maroon, there's the not many players again, man. He's 6'3", 230 pounds. Those guys are usually too slow to play in the NHL. And you can argue that he's too slow to like, you quote, could. in quotations. But he, he scored some clutch goals in these he playoffs, has. man. And that's what you remember. That's what playoffs are all about, man. NHL playoffs are where heroes are born. Unlike any other sport. Come at me on that one if you don't agree. Facts, Warriors. And Patrick Maroon's becoming that guy for the Blues. You know, he had that last minute goal against the Stars in the series. He had two back-breaking, game-winning goals against the Stars, man. How about the Unbelievable. Selly? He was a rock star. Yeah, he was. Oh, and the videos of his son in the uh, crowd, awesome. nine years old, 
Just an awesome moment, man. Awesome. It, was, it was one of those yeah. moments where you where you love sports. Shout out to Chris Faber for the retweet on that one. Yo, professional athletes they have a tough job. <sighs> Say what you want. They're playing a child's game, but they're always on the road. Imagine that. You have you have a family, a young family, and, and for the majority of the year, you, you can't even watch your kids grow. And that's why he did choose to to ultimately pick St. Louis when he had limited options in the middle of free agency. And it's working out for him. Uh, this is this is definitely a memorable moment for for everyone in St. Louis, and, and it's awesome for a guy like Pat Maroon. Yeah, and it totally makes sense why he's pissed off about Beagle. Like, come on, are you, <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me? This How? guy makes half the money of Jay Beagle. You know, ten goals or three goals for Beagle in the season, and uh, it's just yo. He I, fired his agent oh, and everything. Man, it makes he, it makes makes me sad for Maroon, man. He should be making. If Beagle could make three million, he should be Maroon making, like, should be making yeah, like come on eight million. But you know that's. <laughs> Bit of exaggeration, I guess, but I mean, uh, I think Beagle should be down on the one and a half million scale, <laughs> a little bit, a little closer to that at least. Pat Maroon, you'll get paid, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, says the St. Louis. There's a nice fit there in St. Louis. Um, another place where there's a nice fit. I'm gonna go with my beauty of the week. It's not quite as heartwarming, but it's definitely relevant. Jakob Slavin. Whoa, he's crazy, man. Are you kidding me? This guy has been the best defenseman in the NHL playoffs so far in the postseason unbelievable the guy's playing 26 and a half minutes a game on average i know it's that's brought but that's brought higher by some ot games but he has been unbelievable for the carolina hurricanes shut down defensemen you know what he's always on the right side of the, of the fantasy stats too he plays against top set top opponents every night he's a great skater moves the puck well again isn't the flashiest guy but he just gets it done unbelievable player uh cool name too man not interesting. You spell Jacob. Not often you, say, you spell Jacob with uh, two C's. Yeah, good player. He showed glimpses last year too. He skates very well. He makes a good first pass. But now he's kind of getting himself more involved in the game, playing big minutes and just picking up points. Columbus is a feel-good story. Rob Brindamore for the third straight episode. I'm gonna say it again. When I have kids, raise my kids, because you're doing something right. He's got these people. Working on the same page, Slavin having a great year, a big year. I don't get, I don't get what's the rush with Carolina supposedly wanting to move a defenseman. Either it, we heard the rumors this year, now in the offseason. No, build that decor, keep them, find a way to do it. Yeah, I always found the Dougie Hamilton trade talk kind of funny. After yeah. they just traded for him, and I know people think he's a bit soft, but he's got a load, a load of skill, man. And you got guys like Slavin and Pesci who are more reliable on their own end, whereas guys like Falk and Hamilton take more risk. So there is some balance in that decor, man. Hey. But you look at that 2012 draft, man. Jacob Slavin might be the best guy to come out of that draft in terms of the defenseman. I, I think Morgan Riley might have something to say about that. Mm -hmm. But I'm a huge fan of Slavin's game, man. He's just a guy Ooh, that doesn't get beat. Maple Leaf fans going to go after Trevor here. Bring it. Bring it? Are you, are you threatening today, a potential listener, man? I am. Bring it. We talked about this. You've only been in what one fight, or you haven't no, been in no, a fight? we had a couple fight stories, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> we won't get into it. Uh, Trevor, you know, you're trying to move on, bro. You're getting married uh, very I, soon, okay? I just no, want to no have a stories. nice conversation. Yeah, about how I, Jacob Slavin is better than Morgan Riley. Come at me. Hey, why don't, why don't we keep it on Slavin? Why don't we just talk about Boston and Carolina first? Let's do it, man. Out of all the series, out of all four teams left, and you know what? People shouldn't be taking me seriously. I did go 0 for four. My yeah, favorite. Don't listen to my don't favorite. Listen to Trevor. Okay. I, I'm cursed. I'm cursing them. I don't care if it's a silky filthy banner. I'm gonna say my opinion. It's probably wrong. I think the Hurricanes oh. could be the favorite for the cup right now. You just cursed them. 
I did. You really did. I did. If there's any Hurricane fans listening to this, don't like it's over. I'm telling you, it's over. Why are you so confident against a team like Boston? I know the run is nice, but don't you think experience will matter here? I do. I do think experience matters, and that is the as the main argument to go towards Boston. You know what? I think Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergeron, the Hurricanes don't have any players like that. But just in terms of how every team has looked so far, I think the Hurricanes might have been the most dangerous team. They got Fair hot enough. against Washington. Fair enough. You know, they've won five in a row now. Fair enough. They've been on a roll, man. And you look at the stats, they, they've created... I think they're actually... No, sorry. I should say they're middle of the road in creating scoring chances. But they're, tw- they're the best in the league at stopping offense. And they were good as, at stopping offense against Washington, too. Washington, that whole series, was not getting as many chances as Carolina. Yeah. And they just buried it because they have a load of skill. And I don't even think Boston has the offensive depth that Washington has. Oh, so you think that's going to be easier for Carolina to shut down Boston? Than Washington, yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, experience is is one of those those traits when we talk about analysis of a projection, right? Like, it, it shouldn't really matter, too. What what exactly is experience? Eventually, the young bucks win, right? It could happen here. You're right. It could happen. We we talked about Bad Marshan a lot. Who's the best player in the series? I want to know who has the best player on their team. I personally think it's Brad Marshan <laughs> or Jacob Slavin. It's one of the two guys you talked about. There you I, go. You know, Aho and Teravainen are good, but they're no Pashnak, Bergeron, or yeah. Marshan. I do think. Slavin's a guy who brings it all. You know, he's not chipping in offense, but he's stopping the puck a lot as well. He's really good in his own end. Great stick, great positioning. He's going to see a lot of Brad Marchand in the series. He's going to see a lot of that line. That's going to be a big matchup for me. One one area where I definitely like the Bruins is in net. Yeah. I know McElhaney's got the best save percentage in the playoffs. He's at a 947 right now. A couple games, Joe. Exactly. He's only, and he played against the Islanders, right? Yeah, like Boston's come on. a different beast. Rask, I don't understand still why Rask gets so much hate in Boston, man. I think. I well, think, okay, I, I I'll jump in and say that it, it's Boston that the fan base there, of course, are going to be a little rabid. There's expectations there. They want excellence, and I think they look at the couple holes that Rask has has kind of seen in the last couple years, and, and they're they're obviously over analyzing it i mean tuka rask is the reason quite possibly the biggest reason why boston is in the eastern conference finals he's been amazing in this playoff series okay this brings me to something that i wanted to do on the show today what because you don't want to take my pick seriously but i want to do something called my round three saucy story oh there's one saucy story damn i'm bringing one story for each series that i wonder i'm just something i want to keep my eye on man well will something change here And and for this series i have can Rask get some respect in Boston? It does blow my mind that he's not loved in Boston. <laughs> what are your saucy Yo, look stories? Looking look over the past five years, Rask has a 922 save percentage in the playoffs. One of the best in the league over the last five years. Maybe this is his year, man. It's very possible. Rask could win Boston this series. And he's arguably up. He could. Easily. And he's been... Well, I shouldn't say easily. That's a... You know what I mean, though. Yeah. It's a broad term. But Rask has been unbelievable in these playoffs. I, he get, I think there's two reasons why he doesn't get the respect. The first reason that Boston is just too damn good at sports. You know what? Fuck <laughs> yeah. you, Boston. Yeah. You went too much. Now you're hating our ass because he hasn't won yet. They, and, that's, and that kind of leads to number two. Yeah. Is that he's not Tim Thomas. There Tim Thomas go. won on the one year he caught fire. Rask has been a better goalie consistently. 
for a longer period of time, but hasn't won a cup. And I think that's why Bruce fans don't like him because Tim Thomas won so. They so expect quickly. wins. They expect yeah. they expect cups, championships, and they know that Tuca didn't win them their championship back in 2011. But don't you think that Tuca Rask he kind of embodies Boston? I feel like he does. He's a good character. A little ragey. A little ragey. A good athlete. He can possibly now be the star of the team in a championship roster. This, this could be a good next month for Tuka Rask. Maybe he gets all the all the respect he deserves through this run. Tuka Rask has been good for a long time. I mean, in my opinion, Tuka Rask is easily the best goalie still in the playoffs. Whoa. Bennington might have something to say about that, but mm-hmm. I don't think Jones or either goalie in Carolina holds much on, on Tuka Rask. Tuka Rask is... Again, consistently has been one of the best goalies in the league. Lacking respect. Maybe this is the year he gets it done. I don't know, man. Maybe Bruce is the favorite. I don't know what's going to happen, man. Hey, make your guess, man. Oh, you, you picked the Carolina Hurricanes, right? I have to go Hurricanes, man. Damn. I Who's going to win this series? I, I, think, I think it may be Carolina, too. And I'm big on experience, but Carolina, they're playing. They, they remind me of Vegas. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe I think every team's going to be doing off ice antics if Carolina goes to the Cup final, eh? Oh, I just <laughs> didn't even think about that. that every team's going to have a storm series. Every team's going to have a little pregame, postgame, little little shindig on the ice, a little Cirque du Soleil. Oh man, okay, I got Carolina in in seven. Give me Canes in six. There you go. Next series. Blues and Sharks. Oh man. Blues and Sharks. Hey, this is a. Uh... This is sad for you because... I've been pos- having the blues this episode, man. Well, We're, I'm calling this episode Begsy's Blues. There's a possibility that one of your one of your sad club members is, is gone. This is a battle of the sad club, man. A definite battle of the sad club. You know, San Jose's playoff history has actually blown my mind. Because if you look at their performance in the conference finals, like they have been, they've been terrible, man. They've had some bad conference finals, man. In their history... I believe they're one and four because they've only made it to Whoa. the cup final once. Whoa. And that was against Pittsburgh. That's not good. But they lost the Flames in 03 04. Remember they that. They got swept by the Blackhawks in 2009 2010. They lost the Canucks in five the next year. And then they beat the, uh, the Blues. They did. Foreshadowing. Oh, wow. To go ahead and face the Pens. And they're going to face the Blues again for. Uh, their second. So wasn't that final. one and three in the conference finals? It is one and three. Yeah. But maybe it was a Freudian slip, oh, man. Maybe it was a Freudian to, slip. Oh, you trying to like just tell the future, eh? You remember that show, That's So Raven? Of course, man. That's oh, that was a so Saturday morning Raven. staple. Saturday morning staple with yeah, like Phil of the Future, right? Yeah. Phil of the Future is which, on there. Which show was Impossible. better? Which show was better? I'll probably probably go with That's uh, That's So Raven. Yeah, That's yeah. So Raven was fun, man. That's a classic, man. Would you want to tell? Would you want to be able to tell the future or see the future? Sorry, I don't know. It would make this like I don't think it would I would make say this yeah. Come on, I, w- I would not make it would not make life as fun. Yeah, if you knew everything and you wanted but, to be a journalist. But here's the thing, man. Up. If you could see the future, could you not control it? Because then you would change uh, your actions. See, okay, right. If you can Come see on. the future, you don't fuck around with that shit, bro. You can't. But if you see someone in your future you don't like and you want to change, would you not try to change it? <sighs> I, I this feel, is getting deep. I feel like if you change one thing, the world's gonna fucking blow up. Something's gonna go off. 
You're a pessimistic do, guy. Do, yeah, come on. I should be more pessimistic, man. I'm the guy that went 0-4 here. Come on! One more question about this. You don't believe in time travel, right? I don't, no, I don't believe in it. I'd like to believe it could happen, but I don't believe it will. Yeah, how the hell would they do that? Like, what plugs are they using? What microchips? Like, what? That would be impossible. The, the t okay, if that ever happens, for sure, this whole life thing is not real. It's a simulation. All right, and whoever is playing me, let's go. Let's get it. C come on, man. Time travel? What are we on, man? Silky, silky fucking filthy, baby. Puck talk of bullshit. Who, who do you got in this series? St. Louis, San Jose, and why? You know, after my uh, fill of the future prediction there, I should be going St. Louis, but I'm probably going to go San Jose. Whoa. And I, I I, honestly, I want San Jose to lose. I'm not really, if, if Joe Thornton wins, I'll be happy for him, but I'm not like really rooting for him, to be honest. Does that make me a bad person? I think it does, you fucking asshole. Okay, what, what has Joe Thornton ever done to you? He's been great his whole life. Yeah, no, I'd be ha I would be happy for him if he won, but I'm not actively cheering for him to win. You see what I'm saying? It's not like, oh yeah, Joe Thornton's gotta win. Yeah. I'm the biggest Joe Thornton fan. Like, I, I don't have an emotional attachment to Joe I, Thornton. It just sounded like you were pissed off for some reason, like something happened back. No, in the I day. won't. I won't be mad if Joe Thornton wins. Like, I'd be happy for him. It would be the greatest story. I think for and I, I'd be happy for a lot of players in the Sharks. I think, uh, you know, the one of the NHL players I've interviewed before, Brendan Dillon, Surrey native, great guy. I love. Oh, I'd love to hear him. I'd love to see him win the cup, man. Hey, shout yeah, back to Surrey? yeah, bring it back to Fleetwood McDonald's. Why not? Bring it back <laughs> to the Tap go. House. Why not? Bring it back no, he, to Gilbert Mall. He lived, why not? Your, he lived in your old hood, man. He lived in Newton. Bring it back He's to the Newton Wave kid. Pool. Why not? There we go. The Newton Wave Pool. Shout out to New Wave Pool. Shout out to second, 72nd. Yeah, there you go. That was Brandon Dillon's hood. You know, I, I would be happy if the Sharks won, but I would also love the underdog story, man. If Bennington well, could make it to the cup final, be someone else too. And the Blues deserve it. I think. There would be something pretty cool about seeing the Blues and the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs. The wow. Blues were 31st in the league at the beginning of January. Carolina was in the bottom 10 as well. These are two teams that are bottom 10 in the league. I believe Carolina was 23rd overall on January 2nd. These are teams at the bottom of the league, How? and they had the chance to play for the Stanley Cup How? in the Final Four. How? You, you know for sure Jim Benning and Aquilini are writing a letter to their fans stating that everything will be better next year because of the St. Louis Blues and the Carolina Hurricanes. We don't need to change shit. Because this is crazy. This, how this happened, it truly does not make sense. Now on one end, we got St. Louis in the conference finals who was last, like Trevor said, who spent who spent a lot of their assets and some money last offseason to get O'Reilly, to get Tyler Bozak. And they were last on January. And then we had Carolina, who nobody really cared about. They had a dysfunctional owner. They brought in a new head coach. And they brought back Don Waddell. Who hires Don Waddell? Nobody was going to hire him. Atlanta wasn't a great look, man. Oh, man. It was man. not a good look. Oh, man. Okay, so there's a possibility of Carolina and St. Louis being in the finals. Of course, St. Louis would have to do their part. Carolina would have to do theirs. Um, I really do think that this is St. Louis's year. And they got Jordan Bennington going. Why is that guy so calm? Did you see his celebration when Pat Maroon scored? Yeah, it was nothing, man. He a little tap on the post and he was done. I truly believe that Jordan Bennington is so in the zone right now. And after going through so much in his career already with being in the minors for so long, he knows that that he knows that anything is possible at this point. He, he truly believes that the only thing that will make him satisfied is the Stanley Cup. He's looking like that. 
I don't even think he's going to celebrate if they get to the get to the Stanley Cup Finals. It's his first year, his first full-time year in the league. He's been calm, cool, collective the whole time, has put up remarkable numbers, and this guy's showing no emotion. This guy's a gamer. He's a baller. He's doing it. He's doing it. I don't think he gets a good rep in our city because of the whole Pedersen debate. It, it's, it's the fucking rookie of the year. Who cares? I don't really think that trophy's that much. It, it's, not, it's not something that, that we should be using to not appreciate what Jordan is doing. Great stuff in that, man. We always see these crazy stories, especially in that position. Calm, cool, collected. Guy's a gamer. St. Louis, I think they got this in six. Nice. St. Louis in six, man. You know, I, I like that, man. I like that prediction from you. I think there's a couple close battles to watch in these playoffs. At the end of the day, though, in these playoffs, it's hard to argue that the Sharks haven't been better up front and on defense. Like Carlson and Burns have gotten better and better with each passing game. Mm-hmm. And I think a big battle in the series, and you might find this a silly, saucy story. Maybe it's a silly story. I'm calling it a saucy story. What type of accent is that? It's like Irish and what? I don't know, man. It's just, oh. it's just me drinking okay. beer and, cool, cool. and throwing okay, off cool, accents, cool. man. I don't even you know. You Irish? I am. I'm half yeah. Irish, man. Come on. I got that Celtic tattoo yeah. on my you, shoulder. Oh, you pulled it off there. That's why. Like yeah. that beginning, like yeah. that first, that was good, man. You should bring that back. The end, I don't know, but the beginning, it was good. I think if you talk to my Irish cousins, they would they would shoot it down for sure. But What's their names? Say it with the accent. Karen Frost. Aiden Frost. You can be better. You got to work on that, man. It's yeah, got potential. Hard, man. Uh, potential. Oh, man, my one cousin's name is so hard to pronounce, man. Like her, her, her first name's spelled like Marie, like M A I R E A D, but you say Marade, like parade. So, oh. like, you you would read it and yeah. in plain English, it would say Marade, but it's Marade. With the Irish accent. Yeah, and her last name's like, oh, fuck, it's crazy, man. It's like <laughs> Chana Ch- Ch- Singh or something like that, man. It looks like it's, it's got like fucking 10 syllables, man. It's unbelievable. Oh, man. Just like San Jose Sharks defense. Again, I think one saucy story for me, man. I'm going. I'm feeling saucy. Colton Perenko and Alex Petrangelo, they're the top two big guys in the Blues defense. Can they be as good as Carlson and Burns? Yeah, that's a that's a good matchup, but I don't think. I don't think can. so. Yeah. But again, seven games is a short sample size. It is. I and think anything's it's possible. Gonna be, it's going to be a battle, and this is why you bring Carlson in to get to this point. This is why GMs like Doug Wilson deserve way more credit than they get i know it's very hard to win the ultimate prize one team does it a year it's fucking hard to do this guy continues to to innovate his roster make it look different make it look unique he, he doesn't he doesn't just settle he's not content with being content he went all in in the last what 14 months for for this moment again in the playoffs Evander Kane, Carlson. Damn, I, I said St. Louis in six, and now I'm like, yo, maybe maybe San Jose should be my pick. Oh man, no, I got I gotta stick with my gut. St. Louis and St. Louis and seven. Okay, I'm gonna switch it up. St. Louis and seven. You know what? I'm. This is tough, man. It is tough. It's tough. Again, who's got I don't, the best play in the shit. series? Who's got the best play in the series? Through the playoffs so far, or in general? In I think general, through the, through the playoffs so far. Pick one guy. To me, since January 1st, how do you not go Jordan Biddington? How do you maybe not go with someone like Vladimir Tarasenko? I think Tarasenko's had an up and down year. He's gotten better and better. In Don't the get playoffs, me wrong. He's playing big. He's playing strong. 
guy's a gamer too. I would, hey, and Ryan O'Reilly. There's there's some good players in this series. It's gonna. This is the this is the series to watch. It may be the best series in the playoffs. Ooh, that's uh, oh, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, man. I, you could be right about that. I, I think there's a lot of intrigue at Boston, Carolina too, because again. I look at Carolina as a team that could potentially be the favorite based on the way they played. Wow. But Boston on paper is obviously going to be the still favorite. There's no sense. question about that. Still doesn't make sense. Are we in a simulation? Carolina is really in the Final Four. Carolina is about to possibly win two Stanley Cups before the Vancouver Canucks win, win, one. Are you kidding me? No. No. Wow, you are, no! wow, are you against the Hurricanes now? Whoa! Okay. What a change. I don't want to get into it. I, what happened to We Are All Hurricanes, oh, Kyle? Man. The Silky and Filthy Banner. Let's get out of here. Oh, man. I guess I got to give a prediction for St. Louis and San Jose. I did. I said St. No, Louis I got to give one. Oh, okay, who you got? I'm going to pick. Uh, do it. St. Louis. St. Louis, in baby. St. Louis, baby. Yeah, you better get one of these right. I really I'm probably not going to. We picked the same ones this round, so we're, we're all in this time. I didn't go all against you. Oh, I went the same as you. Man. It doesn't matter. Like You better not get. You, like, I want you I, to beat me here. We I, need, I, we I need got the no reputation. shame, man. I got no the, shame. You're the face. We need the reputation to come back. 0 for 4. Absolutely pathetic. Absolutely pathetic, Trevor. Come on, man. This is one of your, this is one of your saddest moments in life. You know what? Sometimes you're right. Sometimes you're wrong. Sometimes... You're a filthy bastard, <laughs> and I appreciate all you filthy bastards for listening to this episode. This has been Silky and Filthy. I'm Trevor Banks. He's Kyle Bowen. That's our round three saucy preview. I'm getting a little bit saucy. Wow. I'm getting married soon, Whoa. and I'm getting out of here. Whoa. Kyle, any closing words? Do you have to drain the lizard? Hey, not, not drain the lizard. Just congratulations. The homie's getting married soon, and now he's feeling saucy. I don't know what to say about that, but thank you for listening. Peace. All I got to say is we are all hurricanes. Yeah.